You're listening to the Presence Pioneers Podcast. Hello, welcome to the Presence Pioneers Podcast pilot episode. So excited that you're here. This podcast exists to equip Christians and leaders to host God's presence. We believe God's presence changes everything. I'm your host, Matthew Lilly, and this is the very first episode. Thanks so much for joining us. Um, It's great to have you here today on our pilot episode. We're going to talk about the heart of a presence pioneer. This is going to be part one of a two-part series on the heart of a Presence Pioneer. I want to share a little bit about the Presence Pioneers story. So you can go to presencepioneers.org, which is the home of our podcast, as well as our Presence Pioneers ministry. So the origins of this phrase, Presence Pioneer, or Presence Pioneers, um, traces itself back to about 2013. Me and my friend Nico Peel, We were praying together in our prayer room in eastern North Carolina, and God stirred our hearts, really stirred Nico to encourage me to begin to connect with leaders of houses of prayer all across North Carolina, prayer leaders. And so I I began to do that. I agreed with that and felt stirred to do that. And I started connecting with prayer leaders all over North Carolina, as well as revival leaders. Nico and I had just gone all over eastern North Carolina holding some uh, worship and, and revival nights. And so God was beginning to connect us with these leaders all over North Carolina. And so I was, I was shortly after that on a, on a personal prayer retreat. And, uh, and, and it was interesting because the people God was gathering together, uh, some of them were house of prayer people, but some of them were pastors. Some of them were doing tent ministry. Some of them were campus ministers. Uh, We were also connecting in with the Burn 24-7 movement, and some of them were burn furnace leaders, and I was just kind of like, God, who exactly are you calling me to? Who are these people that are gathering around and connecting with us? And so God said, gather the presence pioneers. spoke so clearly to me, gather the presence pioneers, and I'd never heard that phrase before, but it just resonated in my heart, popped in my head, gather the presence pioneers. And so later in that same prayer retreat, uh, as I continued to, to seek the Lord, he gave me Psalm 132, 133, and 134 together. So I was, I was kind of familiar with Psalm 133, uh, a little bit less with Psalm 132 and 134. So I looked them up and I started making connections and I realized that this was actually an outline and a vision for Presence Pioneers. And so Psalm 132 is... David's cry for a dwelling place for God's presence. This is uh, David's vow and his passion to see the presence of God resting in Israel. And we're going to talk about that some more in this podcast. Psalm 133, uh, is, it talks about the, the blessing of unity. So Psalm 133, that, that well-known phrase, Behold how good and pleasant it is when brothers dwell together in unity. Psalm 133, 1. Psalm 134 is about ministering to God through the night. It says, Behold, bless the Lord, all you servants of the Lord, who by night stand 
in the house of the Lord. So God said, find those with Psalm 132 in their hearts. These are the presence pioneers. Gather them in Psalm 133 unity to see Psalm 134, which is day and night prayer. So that was the commission and that was the vision for presence pioneers. It was very clear and it was very specific. And so God confirmed this in the next you know, six months or so in some pretty profound ways. Uh, I was at a conference uh, within a few months and um, a guy was, was teaching a message on Psalm 132 and Psalm 133 and, uh, and how those two chapters go together. It's like, okay, wow, thank you, Lord. Major confirmation. And then we had our first gathering of what we called Presence Pioneers Leaders, our leadership summit. And so this was in in a little classroom in Raleigh. All these House of Prayer leaders, revival leaders we'd been connecting with across North Carolina. We said, let's get all together in one place and let's just connect. And so we, we got together in a room, called it Presence Pioneers. Uh, We had a friend, David Bradshaw, from Fredericksburg, Virginia, who came down because he was speaking that night at an event. So we were gathering earlier in the day with our leaders, and and David jumped in and and joined us as well. And that's when I threw out this term, presence, pioneers, to everybody. And David was actually speaking that night on Psalm 132. And so that was his entire message, and it was just even more confirmation. Then within less than a month after that, a lot of these leaders, especially in Eastern North Carolina, we can, and even in South Carolina, came together in Dunn, North Carolina for a 50-hour tent event, which became the Jesus Tent. This was the very first event. 50 hours of nonstop worship and prayer. All these presence pioneers are coming in, bringing worship teams from their cities, nonstop worship, prayer, outreach. And so it's three-day events, Thursday night, Friday, Saturday, 50 hours. So I've got this little app on my phone, this Bible reading app, the YouVersion Bible app. And, uh, and so every day it gives me some Old Testament, some New Testament, and a psalm, one, one chapter from the book of Psalms to read every day so that I read through the whole Bible. Well, on those three days when all these people are coming together for this gathering, it, the, my, the three psalms for Thursday, Friday, and Saturday were Psalm 132, 133, 134. So there were all these moments in the, in the months that after God spoke to me to confirm that these are key chapters for what God's wanting to do in gathering and equipping those with Psalm 132 in their hearts to come together in Psalm 133 unity to see day and night prayer, Psalm 134. And so that's the vision in the heart of Presence Pioneers. We're about connecting, equipping, and planting Presence Center community. So I want to go through these chapters with you. But I really want to zero in on Psalm 132 because God said, it. find those with Psalm 132 in their hearts. Those are the presence pioneers. So I want to dive into Psalm 132 today. This is David's vow. This is his cry for a resting place for God's presence. So I want to read a portion of this chapter, Psalm 132. says, Lord, remember David in all his afflictions, how he swore to the Lord and vowed to the mighty one of Jacob. Surely I will not go into the chamber of my house or go to the comfort of my bed. I will not give sleep to my eyes or slumber to my eyelids until I find a place for the Lord, a dwelling place for the mighty one of Jacob. If you're watching or listening to this podcast, 
either this is going to resonate with your heart and you're going to say, wow, yes, of course, I am a presence pioneer. Or you might get caught and pulled into this passion and into this desire by the time you're done listening to this. So I'm excited for you. This is David's cry. He's longing for a place for God's presence in Israel. But it's interesting the way it starts in verse 1 where it says, Lord, remember David and all of his afflictions. So David's not writing this psalm. It's someone else that's writing it about David. And and he's saying, Lord, remember David and all his afflictions. And remember the vow that David made about he would not sleep or slumber until God's presence rested in Jerusalem. And so understanding that that longing helps us, requires us to go back and look and say, what are these afflictions? What was it in David's life, in his personal life, um, that stirred this desire for God's presence in Jerusalem? And what what were these afflictions and the reproaches that came with it? And so to understand that phrase, remember David and all his afflictions, I want to go back and look at Psalm chapter 69 which talks about David's afflictions and his reproach. Psalm 69 verse 9 says, Because zeal for your house has eaten me up, and the reproaches of those who reproach you have fallen on me. Okay, this is David. He's, he's, he's lamenting about his zealousness for God and how it's causing reproach to come upon him. It says, Shame has covered my face. I become a stranger to my brothers, an alien to my mother's children. When I wept and chastened my soul with fasting, that became my reproach. I become the song of the drunkard. So David's saying, I'm getting mocked, I'm getting ridiculed, I'm getting misunderstood, I'm, I'm, I'm becoming an outcast. People don't get my passion. I'm, he says here, zeal for your house is eating me up. He's passionate for the house of God. He's passionate for the presence of God. He's fasting. He's pursuing God zealously, and it's causing reproach because people are going, what is David's problem? Why is he being so radical? Why is he being so crazy? Why is he so just obsessed with the presence of God? Why is he so focused on this thing? And they're actually pushing back against David, and they're saying, no, you're crazy. We're, we're going we're gonna to mock you. We're going to sing songs um, and Uh, about you while we're drunk, we're going to push back against you. And this was the reproach that David suffered as a presence pioneer, as one who was passionate and zealous for Jesus and for the presence of God. And so he's, he's, he's dealing with these afflictions. So David's passion, his longing, we know clearly was for the presence of God. Psalm 27, four, he says, one thing I've desired That will I seek, that I may dwell in the house of the Lord all the days of my life, to behold the beauty of the Lord and to inquire in his temple. Hey guys, this is Matthew. We'll get back to the episode in just a moment. If you're enjoying the podcast, please consider joining Presence Pioneers Premium, our brand new subscriber community. Paid subscribers will get exclusive premium content such as bonus podcast episodes, exclusive articles, early releases, and more. Presence Pioneers will be releasing its first e-course in 2024 with many more to come. And the Presence Pioneers premium subscribers will always have full access to the entire library of online courses. Visit media 
www.presencepioneers.org or click the link in the description to join today. You can become a premium member today for an introductory price of only $5 a month. When the price goes up in the future, as our library of resources grows, you can stay subscribed at the original price. If you've enjoyed our podcast for a while, becoming a premium member is a simple way for you to help us cover the cost of producing this podcast and partner with Presence Pioneers in equipping the church with resources for day and night prayer, prophetic worship, missions, and revival. Visit media.presencepioneers.org to sign up today. So David, his, his personal longing, so this all starts first with his heart, with his own life, with his own personal relationship with God. David's individual personal longing is to be in the presence of God. So before he made a vow and a longing that Israel and Jerusalem would be a dwelling place for God, he had a personal longing that he would be in the presence of God. So before anybody pioneers a place of God's presence in their city or their nation, uh, before anyone takes, you know, uh, advances the kingdom of God and, and moves forward in their ministry or whatever, there has to be this personal devotion before the Lord where you say, God, your presence is what I, I desire. You and me, God, that's that's first and foremost. And David just had this longing. It wasn't about ministry. It wasn't about his vision. It wasn't about his calling. It was, I long to be in your presence, God. And that that passion, that zeal caused reproach and people pushed back against it. Now, I want to keep talking about this zeal for a minute. One, I want to share a little story with you. There was a number of years ago, there was this old intercessor lady who had been faithful for decades and decades. She was in her 80s, I believe, when I got to sit down and talk with her. And I was just so inspired by her consistency and her passion and her prayers for for years and years and decades and decades. She's been crying out for revival with hope and joy. And I just sat down and said, how have you kept praying? How did you not quit? And she, she paused for a moment and she thought about it and she looked at me and she said, he won't let me go. He won't let me go. And I was stunned. I was expecting some kind of tips or tricks or how to pray better or whatever, but it was a total paradigm shift. She, it, wasn't about, it wasn't about what I did to stay faithful. She was connected to God who was faithful. God's pursuit of her is what rooted her and kept her faithful. God's love for her is what kept her loving God. And it totally shifted my mindset. And David had this same understanding. So David actually connected to God's passion and God's zeal. And that's what moved David forward. So, and the same is true with us. If we encounter Jesus and his love and his zeal, it'll actually stir us and and motivate us and cause us to move forward. So David's here. Psalm 69.9 says, Because zeal for your house has eaten me up. The reproaches of those who have fallen on you have fallen on me. Zeal for your house has eaten me up. This is actually something that Jesus quotes in the New Testament. And presence pioneers have to connect to the zeal of Jesus and Jesus' zeal and his passion to have his presence among people is what stirs our hearts to want to see God's presence. 
among people. So David's zeal was actually the zeal of Jesus. In John chapter 2, Jesus comes in to the temple. He clears out the money changers. This is, he, he says in, in some of the, the recounts re, re of the story, my house will be a house of prayer. But he comes in in John chapter 2 and he actually quotes Psalm 69, 9. And, and they say, wow, zeal for your house has eaten me up. The, this is what Jesus' passion drove him to do was to establish the house of prayer and to bring Israel back. Say, no, 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 no. You're making this religious. The, the temple supposed to be about my presence. It's about connecting with me. So David's connecting his zeal. I mean, excuse me. Jesus is connecting his zeal to this verse of David. So what's happening here? Is Jesus quoting David or is David actually quoting the pre-incarnate Jesus. is Psalm 69.9, zeal for your house has eaten me up. Is that not the zeal of God himself? Isn't that Jesus' zeal? It's his passion, his desire to reconnect humanity to his presence. So David is saying, well, zeal for your house has eaten me up. But what he's really saying is, God, you are zealous and passionate and longing to be with your people. And that longing has actually gotten lodged in my own heart, in my own soul. And I can't stop burning because God, you don't stop burning. And I can't stop longing because you don't stop longing. And your faithfulness is causing me to be faithful. Like that old intercessor who said, he won't let me go. He won't let me go. Presence pioneers are obsessed with God. They're obsessed with seeing his presence on the earth. And it's because God is obsessed with it. It's because they've connected to the heart of God, which longs to be close to his people. He longs to have his glory among men. Romans 12, 11 says, Never be lacking in zeal, but keep your spiritual fervor serving the Lord. The Bible actually commands us not to lack zeal. How on earth do we do that? In with waxing and waning emotions, with the shifting of circumstances, how do we never lack zeal for the Lord? Well, the way we do it is we connect to God who is always zealous. We, we just plug into the power outlet of his presence and his person and his nature. God never sleeps. He never rests. He's always burning. He's always passionate. He's always loving. He's always pursuing. And when we connect to that, it causes a faithfulness and a steadfastness and a zealousness in our own heart. We don't have to work it up in ourselves. Isn't that relieving? That we don't have to try to conjure up some kind of passion or some kind of uh, faithfulness in our own strength. But what we have to do is connect to the passion and the faithfulness of Jesus. And when we connect to that, we'll actually be so much more passionate and so much more zealous and so much more steadfast than we could ever be if we tried to do it on our own. So David partnered himself with God and he took upon himself the zeal of God's heart and the reproach that came with it. David's life was filled with warfare and opposition. Um, you know, his wife mocked him, 2 Samuel 6, when he was being undignified and dancing before the Lord. But David realized that that reproach was actually people being offended with God, right? Psalm 69.9 says, The reproaches of those who reproach you have fallen on me. David had this revelation that people were actually pushing back against God because the zeal that was in his own heart was, was coming out of that connection with God. It was actually the zeal of Jesus in David. And then when people were resisting that, they were actually resisting Jesus. And so Jesus himself 
you know, was the one who was zealous and, and he suffered the reproach that ultimately took him to the cross. He suffered the affliction. And so when we look at Psalm 132 and, and as, as the heart of a presence pioneer here, and we say, Lord, remember David and all his afflictions. Presence pioneers, they know affliction. They know reproach. They know the challenge of what comes when you connect in with the heart of God and the zeal of Jesus and you say yes and you, you let that drive your own heart to be zealous and radical and passionate for the presence of God. And there's a reproach that comes with it, but we're in good company because that same reproach led Jesus to the cross. And so we're joining in his sufferings and, and these afflictions and these challenges and the pushback is not actually against us, it's actually the resistance to, to, to Jesus himself. And so we say, oh, these are, these are light and momentary afflictions. And then we just connect back into the heart of God. So I, I, we're going to continue in Psalm 132. We only got to verse 1 in this podcast. But any presence pioneer, anybody who's tried to pioneer a place of God's presence in their home, in their own heart, in their city, in their nation, uh, anybody who's tried to persevere in worship and prayer knows that there's an affliction and there's a reproach and there's a challenge that comes with it. But we can be encouraged that we're in good company. Now, how do we connect in with that zeal of Jesus? Real quick, four practical things to leave you with at the end of this podcast. Number one, read, sing, and pray the Word of God. It will build your faith and it will connect you with the heart of God. Number two, get in fellowship with fiery Christians and stay stirred up. Number three, Pray in the Spirit. This builds our faith and it, it creates an environment where we can receive revelation from God. And number four, fasting. I encourage you to fast. So those are just some practical ways that we can actually connect to that zeal of Jesus and allow that zeal to stir our own hearts. So thank you guys so much for tuning in to the podcast. God, I pray for those who listen and watch this episode that they would be connected and filled with the zeal of Jesus and his passion and his love and his desire in Jesus name. Thanks so much for listening. If you enjoyed this, would you share it? Would you help us get the word out through email, social media or other ways? And uh, you can subscribe to the podcast at our website at presencepioneers.org. And you can also find more episodes as we continue to add more episodes in the coming weeks and months. They'll all be at presencepioneers.org. That's where our podcast home will be. Thanks again, and God bless you.